Everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to another episode here on Clicksing. And I, like always, am your host, Adam. Dan, right now, is not in the studio with me, as always. He actually had to work late, so he will hopefully be joining us soon. But who I do have in the studio is our Clicksing It 2v2 Choose Wisely Tournament champion, which is a father and son duo, Forrest and Noah. How are you guys doing today? Good, Adam. Pretty good. Good. Happy about the win. Yes, we'll talk about that a little bit later. They're sharing a Discord right now, so if they sound kind of echoey on the other side of the podcast, I do apologize to our listeners. But uh, I believe, Forrest, you don't even have a Discord account, correct? No, I'm I'm behind on technology. Yeah, he's he's not on Discord. He's not on Facebook. He's he's out there in Antigo, Wisconsin. If any of you guys know where that is, it's about got about 22 people that live inside of it. Um, it's a very rural area. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Disney+. Plus. We're going to talk about our 2v2. We're not going to do a Make It Meta this week just because I want to save that for when we get the full list of Disney+, Plus to talk about because that is the new hotness. But before we get in... Excuse me. God, I had something for dinner that's not agreeing with me today. Um, before we get into all of that good stuff, we are going to get into a quick How Was Our Week? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. All right, so anything that isn't clicks related is what we talk about on this show, guys. So we're not going to talk about the tournaments, but uh, did you guys have anything interesting happen to you guys this past week? Noah, let's start off with you. Actually, hang on. I am way ahead of myself. We have to introduce these people first. So, Noah, before we get into a whole Hauser week, talk a little bit about yourself on the HeroClick circuit. If you're competitive, if you're casual, maybe you have a favorite set. Now, me, Forrest, and Noah have a little bit of a history. When I started playing back in 2005, that's when I met Forrest for the first time. And then, Noah, I think you were like seven or eight at that time, something pretty young. And then yeah. at the Clicks Cup, me and Forrest and Noah actually met up again because um, I went to the Clicks Cup, and then all of a sudden, I forgot how we even met Forrest, but all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, Forrest, like, I haven't seen you in like 12 years. How's it going? Uh, because you, yeah. had, you had moved away because you used to play at Victory Games in Sheboygan, and then I feel like you moved away and couldn't play it there anymore. Yep, yep. Yeah. Moved in. Moved in any go then. That's right. Uh, but Noah, let's talk a little bit about you first. So, what kind of a hero clicks player are you? Well, I like to win. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you win more than your father, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like to think I'm competitive. I'm trying to always make the the team better. Try to win. So, now, did you learn everything from your father, or did you more learn on your own and you just picked up tricks and the basics from your father? Um. I learned pretty much everything from him, but uh, I like throwing random things together. That's like always been my thing. And he's really good at building teams. I'm good at just playing them. And what set did you really start playing at? Because I can't remember. Because I started playing at Armor Wars, and I feel like you were maybe a year or two after that. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, 
I can't really remember. It was like I don't know. I'm guessing like Supernova time ish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you yeah, we used to have the little kid uh, the kitty table. That's right. We started getting enough uh, younger kids there that you know all, most of us adults didn't want to. You know, we knew it wasn't fair playing against the little kids, and we wanted to nurture the group. So eventually we just said, all right, you guys are going to play at this table, your own little mini, you know, tournament with yourselves. You know, and us, us adults um, played ourselves and played against each other. So that worked out really well. It's kind of like the uh, Thanksgiving at the family house. The, the adults eat at the big table and the kids play at the kiddie table. Uh, Noah, yep. do you have a favorite set or maybe a favorite Hero Clicks figure out there? Um, for a while, Tyrant from the Guardians of the Galaxy was my favorite piece, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up between Sky Tyrant and uh, Emperor Gladiator now. Now, I will warn you guys: Sky Tyrant is he who shall not be named on this podcast because we talk about him way too much. So that is your one and only <laughs> acknowledgement that Sky Tyrant exists beyond talking about the tournament I'm- later. Understood. <laughs> we, we are so <laughs> sick of that guy. Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, now, Forrest, uh, like I said, me and him had a little bit of a history. That sounds bad. Like, me, you and me had a history. Um, but a rivalry. A rivalry is a better way of saying that. So uh, before we get into that, Forrest, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Are you casual, competitive, how long you've been playing, things like that? Um, I've been playing since, uh, I believe, uh, Explosion. And then um, there was a time period for a while between NECA or partnering with them that we stopped playing. Plus, in our area, we got to travel 45 minutes to a game store that would once in a blue moon have Euroclix events. Um, But then as more people started showing up, then we got to play on a weekly basis. Um, So that's... That's about it. It started an explosion and been playing ever since. Yeah, and do you have a favorite set? I don't have like a, a favorite set. I did like War of Light because of the whole tournament scheme that they, they did. Um, it, it was quite fun for most of us that played at our local store. Well, you know, we all enjoyed it. And, uh, so I want to say War of Light. And there was a lot of cool uh, mechanics and and a lot of different characters that could be used, you know, utilized in so many different ways. So I, I want to say War of Light probably was my favorite set. Um, I, and I'm a competitive player. I strive to be, um, you know, uh, I like to win. I like to try to figure out what teams are going to work against other meta teams. And, um, but... I also understand casual, you know, there had, there has to be a balance in between. So like, like at our local store here now in our town, um, there's about six new players and, you know, I've made sure Noah limited himself about what he can play in myself to make, to nurture the group, make sure they hang in and enjoy themselves. And, uh, so, you know, I'm competitive, but also, do enjoy the casual as well. 
Yeah, and we were kind of talking. I posted a question on a couple of the Facebook threads last week. Just, I mean, it wasn't anything like a premonition or anything like that, but it was like, what would make you finally quit HeroClix? And the three biggest things were price increase, which it's getting up there. Yeah. It was venues don't have HeroClix because it sounds like you have to travel about 45 minutes per event you want to go to at yours and a lot of people were saying like yeah they have one but it's two hours away and it's on a wednesday and a lot of people aren't willing to make those trek out on wednesdays to play for a couple hours and then the third one was toxic players which to me a toxic player is someone who brings the absolute meta every week to casual events and just they have to win the game now tournaments are something else obviously like what we played but if you're just playing a fun 300 casual game when you're bringing sky tyrants and all that kind of stuff that to me is like that scares away especially newer players that want to play the game it's like they show up they get demolished and like okay that was fun well i'm not ever showing up again though yeah um and there's so many different hero clicks out there like i i i'll even say with since i've been playing i probably haven't even touched 60 percent of the figures that i own just because a i don't think they're very good or they're just not that interesting to me as a player. So, um, yeah, it's nice to hear that you have six. What would you say your total numbers are at your venue? Um, about six, and then uh, my middle son, he also plays, and he's got a few friends that pop in and out. But you know, they're young and they're busy, so they don't they don't attend every week. But you know, at least once or twice a month. Yeah. So it goes up to, it's from 6 to like 9 or 10. And it's expensive because younger players don't have that much money, and if they want to keep up with the more competitive teams, they got to shell out the dough for it. And, you know, we can do things like give them our scraps from everything, but uh, a lot of those scraps are, like I said, more, the more casual stuff than the more if you want to compete with the, the big dogs and things like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting to see what would make actually people quit. And a lot of people said they had already quit the game just because price, venue, and toxic players. So um, hopefully we can get some new players. I do feel like this is a game where when we the players die, the game is going to die because there's not going to be enough new blood in this game to keep it going after you know, 10, 15, 20 years if this game is still around and all of us old dinosaurs are even older and don't have time or it's $25 a booster or anything like that at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to me and Forrest's history rivalry, we'll call it, uh, Forrest loved to play a game back in the old days of like supernova where we didn't have five figure boosters. There were no special powers, things like that. And what was that team Forrest? Um, it was, uh, unique Thanos. I don't recall the number, um, I, he was 267 points, and then I filled the rest of the team with Leanne Harper's, which was one point. They were bystander pogs. And this is the Thanos from Supernova, not the one that just got a legacy card, for those of you who are trying to think of that one. Uh, and then you also did play, I believe, Repulsor Shield to ignore Psychic Blast? I believe so. Yeah, it was either Repulsor Shield, which lets your character ignore... I want to say Force Blast and Psychic Blast, or there was Fortitude that protected your character against Outwit and Exploit. And uh, yep. Forrest, loved uh, that, 
Forest sometimes protected. Sorry. Yeah, protected too. Uh, for those of you who don't know what protected did, basically, if you had a action, excuse me, an action token slot available, and like let's say I hit Thanos for eight damage, you could literally just give him a token and say protected with the feat card, and then ignore all damage. It was pretty ridiculous back then. <laughs> um, for and I think it was only eight points as a feat card. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just okay. I'm going to do eight exploit to you. Uh, protected. Oh, yeah. That's it's it's kind of yeah. It's kind of like what um, Emperor Gladiator's confidence token does right now. It's yes, just, yeah. take it. It's I have a confidence token. Oh, you hit me for twelve damage. I take off my uh, protect or my uh, confidence token. You did nothing to me. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so he just he just basically sent. A wall of Leon Harpers in front of Thanos, so he made he based people with them and just made them engage while Thanos was just popping people away with his thirteen damage exploit. I believe he had a eight range or was it a ten range? I can't recall one of the two. I think it was, still yeah, with... I think it was eight, and Surfer had a ten, and that's how Surfer kind of balanced him out. I could be wrong though. Um, I but knew, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, but then I devised a team to take on that Thanos finally, and it was the Fantastic Forces veteran Hawkeye on the Sky Cycle, and it was <laughs> the Ant Man Puck. If you guys remember that one, you should look him up. Uh, there was a feat card back in the day called Thunderbolts, which, what Thunderbolt was, is that if you had the Avengers team ability, you could then pick any team ability in the game to give to everybody. And the thing about Ant-Man was he was, I want to say, 43 points, and he had a 20 defense with stealth. No, it was either stealth or leap climb. I can't remember. Stealth. Was it stealth? Okay, so you couldn't see him ever from range. So basically I would just pick defenders and give my entire team a 20 defense. Yes, it was only a 7 attack because Thanos had a 13, so he needed a 7. But Hawkeye also had um, ESD, which pumped it up to a 22. So then he had a yep. 9. So it was kind of like this high defense, which is coming back in the game, it looks like, with this new uh, Uwa, or the Watcher coming up. Yep. Um, and I don't yep. remember what the rest of my team was because that was really maybe half my build. I'm sure I had some other like enhancement and stuff like that people. But um we we played that those teams against each other many a times back in the day. Yeah, it, it got to the point where you and I such a thing going where we didn't really care about the rest of the players what no. they were doing. <laughs> we would show up every week to see which one of us was gonna win that day, you know? It was fun. Uh, I'm I'm gonna look up real quick Hawkeye's values. I believe he had like an 11 attack with RCE, and back then RCE was not what it is today. RCE was you had to be it was a uh, a power action to do two plus more damage to your damage. You couldn't like running shot and stuff like that with it. You actually had to be standing still to do it. Yeah. Um, but I believe let's see here, and he was a he was a peanut base too, which was kind of cool. Uh, here yep. he is. So he was a a ten attack. A, I'm sorry, a ten movement running shot, eleven attack, sixteen ESD, three damage RCE. He was a transporter, but he had a ten range triple target for eighty four yeah. points. And back like that sounds crappy nowadays, but back then that was phenomenal. Um, yes. 
Because I believe, I'm going to look up Thanos now, I believe I outranged him as well. I have to remember I, Thanos' I, uh, range. Yeah, I believe so too. No, Thanos had a 10 range. Um, but I, I did get him, I, you'd always get the first hit with Hawkeye, which was always nice. Yeah. And really, uh, just the first two clicks of that Thanos were the important ones to get him off because he had the Psychic Blast. And then if you got him that third click, which I always tried to do, he's just a naked 12 with a three damage outwit, which by that time, uh, it's pretty much done. But yeah, it was a fun matchup back in the the day. Yeah, it was, it it definitely was a chess, chess match at the beginning, you know, to see who was getting first. Yeah. Definitely definitely fun times. And I, and I think that motivated the other players too, to, you know, because it's always to have a, a friendly rivalry, you mm-hmm. know. Yep, because even Dwayne and Tyler played with us back then. Tyler, I think, was like 16 at the time or something like that. He was super young. Yeah. Um, and I we had Shaggy there, but we never know what happened to Shaggy. And uh, we had a few other people that I remember playing there, but I don't remember what happened to them. Yeah. Yeah, um, and Roberto, Roberto played there with us, too, for a while, and then he went to the military. That's right. That's right, and I saw Roberto on Sunday, which was kind of nice because I haven't seen him in forever. All right, so that is our guest. Now let's get into the how was our week. So Noah, how was your week? Anything interesting happened to you Pat, this past week besides Hero Clicks? Um, not much really. Uh, playing against my team over the weekend, trying to see how I could beat it. That was fun. <laughs> Uh, Forrest, anything with you? Uh, I want to try out my, my new boat, but the weather up here has been just so crummy. It's been in the 30s most of the days. We still got tons of, tons of snow all over the place. Apparently, I was reading on Yahoo today that we are going to be getting this historic snowstorm on Wednesday. Yeah, I heard like a, at least a few feet of snow or even more. Like if that. That's insane to me. <laughs> like Chicago, St. Louis, I'm not sure how high up here in Wisconsin it's going to be, but when they use the word historic, it worries me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll, and, be, it'll be another reason why uh, the new set is going to get delayed. Probably. Probably. Um, as for me, nothing much. Uh, the wife and I kind of went on a, I guess you'd call a tangent on fixing up the house on Saturday. Uh, she just painted our bathroom on a whim um, out of nowhere. We just, we had some paint from the old owners still in our basement, and she hated the color of our, of our downstairs bathroom. So she's just like, you know what? I'm painting it. Take the kids and go do something. I'm like, oh, okay. So we did that. Um, we patched up a bunch of walls or uh, holes in the walls from, like, nails and stuff like that. We hung up a bunch of decor. Her dad came on Sunday and fixed some lights. Uh, just a bunch of... Um, fun home, um, being a homeowner stuff, which was, is never any fun. And it's funny that you say that you're getting, or that you have a boat because actually her dad is giving us his fishing boat, um, very cheap because he never uses it on Memorial Day. So I'll be, I'll be getting a boat myself soon. Um, nice. Yeah. Other than that, not much. Uh, my son is supposed to start T-ball on Wednesday, but if we are going to be getting this historic snowstorm coming, I doubt that's going to happen. Oh, um, no. 
But other than that, not much. But uh, now everyone's uh, sick of hearing about us. Now let's get into some hero clicks. So first, let's get into the news. All right, as for news, we don't got too much to talk about, but we are going to talk about our Patreon, which is going to be coming up. Let's see, it is April 11th. I did mail out last month's Patrons out today, except for two people. Let me check it on who, actually, I'm not, I can't get there right now, but there were two people that did not get back to me on the Patreon. So I do still have your prizes. Please check your Patrons uh, message board and get back to me so that I can get your address because the people that won were brand new patrons, so please get a hold of me so I can mail those out to you. But we have this month's patron, which is going to be... Um, I'm probably going to be doing it on... Oh, yeah, I can. I'll be doing it on April 30th, which is a Saturday, because I have a wedding on the Friday, so that will work. Actually, no, that won't work, because I'm actually going to uh, Blue Harbor with my wife at the wedding. So I will be doing the giveaway probably the 28th of this month, um, which is a Thursday, so be aware for that one. Um, so in, because you guys have um, exceeded our goals, we are going to be giving away a Spider-Man time dilation chase from the newest set. That's going to be one of our big prizes. We also do have a Valkyrie with a Mr. Horse token. Uh, I can't. We have a Casey Hawkeye up there. We have a couple other things. Check our Facebook page to see what else we are throwing up there as well. Um, also... Clicksing it has kind of a big announcement, but I'm not going to make it yet. I will let everyone know on Facebook within the next couple days what our big announcement is. It's very big. I'm very excited for it, but um, I'm not going to say it quite yet, and there's a reason for that, and I will tell you guys why in about a day or two, hopefully by the end of this week. So pay attention to our Facebook page, and something exciting is on its way to Clicksing it. Um, but let's talk about this week's tournament. That's going to be the most of our podcast today. So we had a tournament yesterday, which is... Oh, before I talk about that, we uh, we are hosting a ROC event on May 14th, which is a Saturday, actually, uh, for a win a map. Uh, I don't know what the map is, but it's going to be a $15 entry fee. It's going to be at Gamers Realm in New Berlin. So it is a Saturday. So for those of you who have to travel... It's going to be a lot better than it was on Sunday because uh, Noah and Forrest are actually from Anigo, which is, I believe, a four-hour drive for them. Yeah. So uh, they came down for it because they came down for the last Clicksing It event. And, um, I mean, they went shopping and a few things afterwards, but they didn't get home until like 1.30 uh, this morning. So it was a pretty long day for them. But they did win, so it was a good uh, decision on their part to come. But... Now that the ROC is on a Saturday, that won't be a problem for people having the Sunday conflict. But let's talk about this 2v2. So we had six teams, 12 people show up. First place got a case of Disney+. Plus. Second place got a brick of Disney+. Plus. So first place, obviously, was Forrest and Noah. Second place was our buddies Dwayne and Tyler. They were in the last matchup. Uh, so for the rules for this event, it was 300 points modern age. You had a team member that played on their own separate map, kind of like how Team Nats works, where you guys compare your wins and your points afterwards. If you both had one win, one loss, 
You just go off by points, and that's who won the matchup for that round. Uh, you couldn't have any elements the same as your partner. So, uh, for instance, um, Forrest had Legacy Thanos. Therefore, his son Noah could not have Legacy Thanos on his team. So you just couldn't have any elements, maps, objects, anything like that on both teams. But then the big twist for this tournament was it was called the Choose Wisely Tournament. And this is how I think WizKids tournaments should be like in the future. Basically how it works is that if you win your initiative, you either pick map and side or you choose to go first. We all know that if you pick initiative or if you win initiative now, you get map and go first. And I feel like that's a very big disadvantage to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it seemed pretty 50-50 what people were choosing. So, Noah, how many times you play? We did four rounds and then cut the top teams. Out of the five games, did you win any initiatives? No. Because you were not themed, right? Nope, I was not themed. Yeah. Noah, you were themed, but only by plus three, right? Yes, I was themed plus three. Yeah, did you win any ma- or any initiatives? I believe I won one. And what did and you I take? Cho- I chose map. You chose map. Because with Thanos, it's kind of important to get blocking and stuff like that. Yes. Um, but from the consensus when I was talking to people, it seemed pretty 50-50. Uh, Noah, when you, the other, or the five times you lost, do you remember what your opponent picked most of the time, or was it 50-50? Um, most of the time they chose map. There was one time they didn't, though. Okay, so like four out of your one, they chose map besides going first. Noah, what about you? I'm sorry, um, Forrest, what about you? Um, for me, um, all my opponents chose map. Okay, so maybe I was just talking to the wrong people, but it sounds like map's a lot more important than going first. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely equals things out. It, um, it makes you rethink your strategy. Yep. Because, I mean, I, I feel like map's a little bit more important because you can avoid potentially, like, getting alpha strike if you pick the right map. So, like, if you pick, um, is it under Underworld, Underground, the one with all the rooms, that yep. kind of prevents a little bit of alpha strike because you can't see into other rooms unless you're in them. So I guess that is it. So, But from what I, if I'm thinking it correctly, I believe it was about 50-50, maybe 60-40, of who chose map and who chose um, going first. Um, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the teams. So your buddy Dagon played a team. He played the Ultron, Super Rare, and Hela with um, Dr. Amelia, who the one who makes uh, or gives plus one combat values to Pogs. We, yeah. had, uh, we had three Emperor Gladiators show up. We had a couple of Blackhearts. Um... I believe in our, your last matchup for the, the championship, Dwayne, you played, or Dwayne played Noah because there's an A and a B to both teams, and he played Monsters, and he played, what did he play? Do you remember Noah? It was Blackheart, it was Sky Tyrant, it was Commissioner, it was Raven, and what else was it? Um, I know he had a Raven, he had a Venom Magnanger Prime, um, Doppelganger Venom, Prime, that's right. Venom Iceman, and I believe, I think that might be it. I mean, he might have one more. Okay. No, that sounds about right. And then 
Tyler played Forrest, and Tyler played um, Shifting Focus Wonder Woman. He played yep. Prime Giganta. He played he played a DD team. I know that. He played yep. Veronica Kale. He played Blackheart. What else was his big hitters? Two Proteuses, the rares. The green Proteuses, yep. Yep. Um, somebody that gave him Perplex. Uh, I'm trying to find the text of the one he sent me, or his team. Okay, his team was uh, Blackheart, Scarab, Shifting Focus, Wonder Woman, Giganta, Prime, two Proteuses, the green ones, Veronica Kale, that's the one who gave him um, Perplex, Reign of Terror, Power Gem, and Liar Ring. Yep. Uh, so let's, before we talk about the championship game, um, let's talk about all your other games. Were there any other, you you guys for the tournament went 4-1. and one. You lost one uh, round in the um, Swiss round or whatever you want to call it. Uh, what was that one that you lost? Was that where you both lost or one of you lost and won one and you just didn't have enough points? Uh, Tyler ended up taking – the first time I played Tyler, he ended up taking my whole my whole team at 300 points. I contemplated I, – I, I was really confident that Thanos was going to survive uh, – an onslaught of attacks instead of just phasing and running and then regenning. And Thanos is, you know, a really great piece the way it is. I didn't want to just play cheesy and run away. So I figured I could just sit in the corner and battle through it. But Tyler made the shots, gave me the damage, and took out the whole team. That's right, because this was actually a rematch of, I believe, round three. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I believe Noah, you went five and zero on the day, correct? Yes, sir. You did. And your team? Why don't you talk about your team real quick? Um, it was Emperor Gladiator, uh, Sky Tyrant, High Evolutionary, Felix Faust, and then Green Lantern Super. Yeah. Uh, did you have any close games, or were they pretty much sweeps the entire time? There was one really close game. Um. It was against two Sky Tyrants. Oh, uh, that was against Christine, uh, Ryan's wife. Yes. Uh, and her team was two- like two Sky Tyrants, Commissioner, Blackheart. Basically, from what Ryan told us is she took all the good stuff and left him with all the scraps. It was a very, very strategic game. You, If you made one mistake, that was it. And then Forrest, uh, how was your record for the day? I was three and two. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's talk about your last matchup. So, Noah, why don't you go through your last matchup with um, Dwayne in the championship match? Talk a little bit about that game. Um. Well, I had. So I was able to go first. So with him in the first round, I had uh, the emotional modifier equipped to my Sky Tyrant right away. And the incandescence Mandarin ring on my Emperor Gladiator, and then we started creeping up to each other. And because Emperor Gladiator could shoot through blocking, my opponent put blocking one square in front of his uh, Sky Tyrant, and I was about to nuke his team with Energy Explosion because uh, Emperor Gladiator shoots through blocking. But I ended up missing four times, and. Uh, then it got all in the close combat, but 
with 19 defenses because my Green Lantern defend was pretty hard because everybody on his team had a minus four to attack because of my emotional modifier. Wait, a minus four or a minus one? Oh, minus one, my bad. I was, like, I was like, how is this a different modifier I don't know about? But uh, I was able to roll really good and uh, picked up on a few mistakes that were made. Um, he left his Sky Tyrant and Venom Magneto right next to each other, and I double-quaked my Sky Tyrant into his guys and was able to retreat immediately and then pick off the rest of his team with my my running shot side blast for the most part. Well, your Felix Boss saved your life many a time. Yeah, well, and Felix Boss does what he does best. Yeah, preventing are, everybody from using probability control, I went perplex. There are a lot of Felix Falses again. I just, I don't know why. I just don't feel comfortable playing him for some reason. Um, I don't know why. He's amazing for thirty points. I just feel like every time I play him, all I roll is ones. And yeah, um, <laughs> it's ones, twos, and threes. I ne- I never get like the fives, four, five, or sixes ever. Whenever I play him, so I guess I'm a little just gun shy about playing him. Um, so yeah, you ended up beating Dwayne, and you didn't let Dwayne take out anything. So all you nope. had to have your dad do was take out one thing, and you guys had it. Uh, yep. And Forrest, tell us a little about your final matchup with Tyler. Well, it it, it was nice because I I got to play Tyler before during the Swiss, and uh, realizing some of the the basic mistakes that I made that I just wasn't going to do it again. That I made sure that. Uh, the last match with Tyler, I, I wanted to make sure Thanos would be more mobile than what he was before. So, like with Fust, with you, Thanos, for me, that match, I was constantly rolling ones or twos. So, it, it put me in a really bad position. Thanos is great if you're rolling sixes, you know, to pick three powers, three of the gems, but... In that case, I was only able to roll the, the one, pick the power, and a lot of times I ended up picking um, Mind to give him the, the see-through anything and then try to use his own characters to hit each other because the bad the downfall with the Thanos Legacy card team is he's 175 points. So you really got to try to finagle what else you're going to put on there. You know, if it's supportive... You know that helps Thanos, but then it's a one-man army doing most of the trying to do most of the damage and shenanigans. Whereas I had Black Blackheart on there to try to give some more offensive options to, uh, with Thanos. But I think right now, so many people know what to do against Blackheart. It, it really wasn't helping me as much as I would have liked it to. Yeah. But in your but team. And your go team, on, was, see, your team. I don't think we went over your team, but your team was Legacy Thanos, Blackheart, and uh, Venom Magneto. Yes. Did you have any objects? I had uh, Nightbringer and on Thanos, which was very helpful. It, it helped out a lot. And then I had the Power Gem on um, Blackheart to just dish out more damage and increase my chances of hitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and talk about uh, your matchup with Tyler. I think you did a little bit, but I'm not sure. I don't, like, what what mistakes did you learn to help you beat Tyler in the la- or the the championship? 
Um, focusing more on other on his other attackers than on Blackheart because he was very skilled at using Blackheart the way Blackheart was meant to be used, and um, so I had to focus more on trying to get his other characters to attack the Blackheart for me. Um, so it was a lot of a lot of dice rolling, and, and it, again. My rolls, my single rolls were really low. Other people's single rolls were really high. So it, it was a never-ending uh, theme for the day for me. But um, I just kept focusing on those other pieces. And as time went on, I would chip away enough to where I feel Tyler was starting to, to scurry to where he wasn't realizing how many... Um, um, Hellfire guards he was burning through. So by the time by the time that last tournament was done, you know he had burnt through six of them at least, plus whatever else I took out myself. Um, which when I was down at the previous tournament down by you, I that happened to myself. I burned too many of my guards and henceforth losing most of my matches because of myself. And that's exactly what happened to me against Scott Crampton at Worlds was that uh, the game was called, and I was like, okay, congrats. Because at that point, I had only killed, I believe I had only killed his Fulcrum. Um, I have to go look back at the film, but I believe, um, but I also killed two, hell, or he killed two Hellfire Guards. So the match was over, and I was like, okay, congratulations. You you win, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I only killed Fulcrum." He's like, "Yeah, but I KO'd two guards, so you got them as well." I was like, "Oh, that's right, you did." And then I actually end up beating him by five points, I think, because of that. So <laughs> you, you you do have to be careful with how many Hellfire guards you get. There was one matchup that Tyler had where the uh, the guy he was playing against still had like seventy five percent of his team. But he had, or no, he he killed most of Tyler's team. Well, how did it work? No, he didn't kill most of Tyler's team, but he still had two hundred eighty-five points. I'm like, how how did that is that possible? Like, he killed eight guards, <laughs> or yeah. I, I killed eight guards um, because I just kept making them and sacrificing them for Black Heart. Because uh, yeah. I was like, you still have most of your team. How did he get 285 points? He's like, yeah, he killed eight guards and then a couple other things. So, yeah, you really have to – it's really um, – you got to keep track of those on your sideline or else you will kind of screw yourself over. Kind of like with Krakoid and Revival where if you just keep reviving people, you're just giving that other person points after points after points. Yeah, and and, and, and good pogs. Yeah. yeah. I know – I know what I, I told myself because I learned from the last time I was down there and just lost those matches because I burnt through so many Hellfire Guards. I made sure I limited myself, like, this is how many I'm taking. And so when they get KO'd, I put them to my right. The ones I have are on my left. And I knew, calculating what my points were on my team, I can burn through all these, I think it was seven guards. I can still lose this and this. As long as Thanos is on the board, they're not going to do an auto win by hitting 400 points. Yeah, and la- the last tournament that you were, you had three black hearts. Right? Yes, so that's why you were burning through so many black hearts because you had th- or um, Hellfire guys because you had three of them. Yeah, 
Um, it looks like Dan is here. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, there he is. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Um, we're just talking about the 2v2 right now, Noah and uh, Forrest's championship run there. And they ended up winning the trophy. Hopefully you guys can display that somewhere um, nice. I don't know if you guys live in the same house or separately, but um, congratulations on that. Uh, I wanted something special for this one, and luckily, I, like I said, I have the wood shop at my work at my disposal, so I made that little trophy. Now, did you guys officially determine who got Cap and who got Iron Man? Nope, we're still debating. <laughs> well, so, so what we're going to do, and, it, and thank you for the trophy. It, it so, looks so wonderful. what I think you should do is take both teams that you played and play one game, and winner gets the pick. Cap or Iron Man? I think that's yeah. really fitting. Because <laughs> uh, we're going back and forth on the way home. Because you know Noah didn't even play test his team like the night before the tournament. It was getting late, and you know we had family stuff we were doing, and and uh, so I got done with my stuff, and I was gonna we we're gonna play test his team. He just goes in my binders, pulls out this, and he's like, "I'm gonna try this." Then try it out. So on the way home, you know, his head was swollen so huge from winning, going five and all. Even though I think I strategically lost a couple games, but I was like, all right, we're going to have to play it out, you and me, you know, to see which team is going to do what. Because basically, the the main goal is I thought I was going to see we we thought we we're going to see more Thanoses being yeah. played, and so the main thing was having the emotional modifier to shut down Thanos' mind control. Yeah. You know, and so that was the main thing. I had the Thanos team. He had a team to beat Thanos, and it, it just worked out wonderful yesterday. So, well, and, we'll, like, and that's kind of why I liked, the, I liked my scenario, because if, like, let's say you guys do do that, you still do it by the same rules. If you're able to go first, if you're able to, just get rid of that on your first turn there you go then you're at an advantage for the game then yep and i you know i hopefully someone out there whiz kids is going to be hearing this and catch one of it 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 was very enjoyable to play it that way where you if you go first you don't pick map or vice versa that it was actually you know quite relieving having that rule it was a very nice setup it's just it's nice knowing like I feel like 90% of games are if you don't win first turn, it's like, okay, well, I lose. Next game. It yeah. gave the person who didn't have as much, like, if they didn't have a theme team or uh, as many players as the other one or characters, a uh, chance as well. Yeah. Because most of the time, you you will lose theme or map world to a high, low point uh, character team, theme team. Yeah. Um, well, that was Noah and Forrest's championship run. Dan, how did how did your tournament go? Um, it was a learning experience, which was good. So I, I didn't really like. Yeah, I got my teeth kicked in a few times, but it was fine. And what did you end up playing? Um, so I played Spider-Man Family, but it was a uh, Firstborn, um, Asgardian Mary Jane. Uh, Batman Prime, I was... Going, well, actually, technically, I wasn't theme because I didn't have Spider-Hammer-Eye to make um, Batman Prime Spider-Man Family, so... Oh, that's I, right. I forgot that you had Spider-Hammer-Eye, and... I was, I was supposed to, but I had to swap, so it was like a last-minute 
thing. So my team wasn't exactly optimal, but it wasn't a big deal. This team is uh, something I've been trying to like coax and uh, figure out how to make it better. So it was, it was like a good learning experience. Like Firstborn's really good, and I know he made a few of my opponents sweat. So I'm okay with it. I just have to tweak the team a few, a few more times and um, see if I can get a little better mix going. That's right. I forgot. I think wasn't uh, Dalton was supposed to bring Spider Hammer, but forgot. No, I just didn't message him early enough because ah. he has that. He has that two and a half hour drive. So that's right. I just I should have messaged him earlier. That's right. Um. Yeah, and then Dalton was your teammate because so. Long story short, I know Medigy listens to this. So Medigy was supposed to come up with a few of his buddies, but a lot of people couldn't make it because it was a Sunday. Completely understandable. And then Matt really wanted to come up, but he was a little nervous about the two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour drive up here, the six, seven hours of playing, and then the three-hour drive back. So we had planned on being partners, me and Medigy, and then he messaged me on Monday that he had a buddy that was interested and he would let him know for sure on Thursday. And then Friday, the guy couldn't make it, bailed on him, did whatever. So Matty G were, me, were partners again. And then Matt was like, I really want to come up, but the drive is what's rough. Could I come spend the night at your house Saturday? That way, at least I get the, the long drive done with. And I said, sure, that works. And then he messaged me back a half hour and said, actually, the I just found out the wife has her sister's birthday party, so I have the kid so I won't be able to make it. So <laughs> one of these days, we will get Manny G up here for a tournament. Hopefully the R- the ROC, because it's a Saturday, and um, we can finally get him up here because the first one he slept through, and then this one, it just didn't work out because it was a Sunday. And I understand Sunday tournaments are tough for people because um, the guys, I don't know, um, Noah and Forrest, what your schedules are like today. Uh, Forrest, I know you have your own business, but like, I'm sure it was pretty rough getting up this morning after getting home at one thirty. Yeah, we're still, you know, running high on winning. If we, if we would have had to tuck our tails to win our legs and come home, it would have been a lot rougher this morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, understandable. And I get that. I, 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 I would want to travel that far anyway or that far for a tournament and like i said you get just destroyed on it and but um the roc will be on a saturday so that should all be worked out uh now you guys are getting a case we're shipping it off to your guys's house when it comes what figure are you most excited for from disney plus that you're hoping to pull i like the ultron just because the the disney what if Say so you are the only person then that likes the Ultron. Well, I, I like I like the version of Ultron in the episode. Sadly, I don't think the the figure reflects how uh, how amazing he was in the episode. Yes, but you know I'm collector. I'm I'm excited about getting collector. I, I think there's going to be some really cool stuff done with him. Yeah. Uh, it was very in- – me and, and Dan talked about this on the way there. It's really interesting to me with this set how WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, all of those figures are pretty much on point for what they did in the show. But then the what-if yep. characters are nothing what they were like in the show. So it's almost like they were – not that they watched the show, but they were given hints of what they did. Because they even got some of the, the flavor text down. Because, like, 
the super rare vision flavor text for something is do you recall the ship of Thesia or whatever it is? And yeah. if you're not, if you don't watch the show or have the script, how do they know that that is part of it? So well, probably because well, because that's the easiest thing for them to change is the cards. That's true. So they, like they could have still been in production and not printed the cards and been like, oh hey, well, the show's out. Let's watch the show and see if we can get any basic, you know, the flavor text. Yeah. Which I think so that would be something that. They could easily change, even in mid-production, and just reprint some cards. Yeah, I'm not sure when these sets are all packaged up and everything and finished, and then just put into a storeroom and waited for release day. But um, it's just interesting how the the first three short shows are on point with everything the characters did, but what if is completely off? Like there may yeah. be, there may be a couple that are on point, but like. The Sakarian Iron Man wasn't part of the show. Gamora, daughter of Thanos, wasn't part of the show. The Ultron didn't reflect what the character did. Collector didn't reflect the character what it did. Uh, yeah. I'd have to go through the set a little bit more, at least the what-if ones to see. Like, I don't think the zombie Captain America really reflects what it did in the show. Um, I mean, there's only so much you can do with a zombie anyways. But, uh, yeah, it seems like it was the what-if characters they missed the mark on more than the other ones. So there's uh, the zombie Captain America. Does he have the Z virus? Um, he keyword? does not have the Z virus. Uh, he, gets, he still gets food tokens, though. He does. Nice. He and he is still monster, so he does go on theme with those characters. But yeah, I was really hoping he got the uh, the Z virus keyword. I mean, they messed that up with Zombie Galactus, who doesn't have the Z virus keyword, which I still don't yeah. understand that one. Um, yeah, those and, those were fun figures to play back in the day. And Galactus never was a zombie, so I don't know where they came up with that figure. Yeah, he got eaten by the zombies. Yeah, they just uh, ate him. Yeah. He never had a chance to turn, so I don't know. And he was he was so tiny as a sculpt, like he's a mini yeah. he's a mini me version of Galactus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, Dan, uh, how was your record for the day yesterday? Did you win any games? I think I was one and three. Okay, so. one and three. And I don't think I don't remember what Dagon was. Dagon played a double Doctor Venom Strange, and I can't think of what else. This oh, you mean, you mean you mean Dalton? Awesome. Since keep, I have been he, doing that all the last twenty four <laughs> hours. I don't know why. Sorry, Dalton. He um, played. Um, he played. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Chase Venom from War of the Realms. The double Doctors, double Venom Strange, uh, a Wendigo. And a couple other things. I can't. Oh, I can't remember what else he played. Um, oh, um, Leonardo da Venom, and he had like at least one piece of equipment. So, okay, that's about right. All right. Wow. I was just gonna get ready for our next segment, and a memory came up on my Facebook. Has it really been two years since the Final Fantasy VII remake came out? Has it been that long already? Holy cow. Um, <laughs> And of course, I can't play the expansion because I don't have a PlayStation Five. Dan, did you get your PlayStation Five yet? I do. It's on my wall. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so mad that they won't let me play it on the PlayStation Four. But whatever, I'm, I'm passing. It probably can't, <laughs> I probably can't handle it. That's the problem. It yeah, probably can't handle it. True. Um, but yeah, we are going to get into our last segment. Uh, but yeah, that was a tournament. I hope everyone had fun. I'm planning on doing another one. I'm not sure when. Like I said, we have an ROC coming up on May 14th. Hopefully people can make it. 
Uh, we do have three maps for that, so first, second, and fellowship will get the map. Uh, did you get any insight of what the map is yet, Dan, or no? Nope, I have okay. no idea. I will see it. I will see it when it gets here. Okay, um, but yeah, I'll host another event eventually down the road, probably in the summer more, um, because I don't think or, or uh, Wizkids is going to Origin, so maybe I'll host kind of a big event there. I can't pull PJ Bolin numbers, but hopefully, I can get a good turnout, anyways. Um, but yeah, let's get into our last segment, which is our Clixing It Crew question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions. Because we had a father-son combo on the show today, I thought, why not ask if you guys have any family members out there that play clicks with you? So uh, we had a few comments. I posted on a bunch of different um, Facebook um, pages. So I'm just going to read the ones off here. Click players and collectors. Um, Dwayne Thomas says all four of my nephews and one niece have all played at one point or another. One even won a Galactus and a kill and keep nicely done. Nice. Um, James Foley says my son and I play every week at our local game store. Um, don't know how to say this name because it is in a different language, but he says, I am trying to teach my mom to play. We both love each other very much, and she supports me uh, when I play, and I have nothing to pay her back, but getting her into the game uh, would make or but but get her into the game and enjoy it together. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, Chris B. Jung said, no, my family is lame. Fair enough. Uh, Lewis Montgomery said, my brother David used to, but he retired a long time ago. Uh, let's see if there are any on our Facebook page. Uh, we do have three comments. Let me open them up here. Uh, oh, someone did mention that you, oh, what did they say? They said if, if you put on like 200 pounds for us, you would look like a wrestler. And I forget which one they mentioned. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Cause I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, was it hero click hub? Um, they said, man, no, um, Otis. Otis. I don't even remember who Otis is. I'll have to look it up later. <laughs> they said, man, if dad gained like 200 more pounds, he could pass his Otis from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at the picture right now. I wonder, uh, I can't like copy and uh, send it to you, but yeah, you do look like that. Um, uh, Terry uh, Klothner, I think his name is, is my son and I have been playing since crisis. Ethan Jacob says my daughter is the whole reason I got back into it. She's been playing since empire and I've been in the game since chaos wars. Let me get back to our Facebook page and then we'll move nice. on. Um, George Matthews said, uh, the big question is which one is the father and which was the son. You both look like brothers. Um, <laughs> you, I, I replied to that. You can read it. <laughs> uh, I don't see anything underneath that. That's weird. Oh, I, I put on there that uh, I was the little dwarf and he was the big dwarf. Oh, that's okay. It's right. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, Kenzie. That's you say you do. Uh, yeah. Your wife did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Manny G says not yet. LOL. Uh, we all know Forrest and Noah play. And then you said your middle son plays too. Yeah, and hopefully my youngest one will play. He's he's eight, so. I make sure that he's he watches a lot of the the cool shows, and as soon as he gets to the point where comic books will be an interest to him, you know, hopefully all that stuff will draw him into clicks. Yeah, 
Um, Dan, I'm assuming you don't have anyone that plays in your family. No, my girlfriend plays sometimes, but okay. that's about it. Very cool. Um, for right. me, my brother is the one that got me into it back in 2005 when the collateral damage and armor wars were a thing. He doesn't play anymore. He hasn't played in for years. I think he just kind of lost interest in it. Um, I, th- I want to say he uh, retired, if we'll call it that, like five or six years ago. So he sold his collection to me. Um, so I have been doing the all the playing in the family since then. Wife hates the game. Doesn't, <laughs> do- doesn't like it when I go and play. She thinks it's stupid. Um, love you, honey, if you can hear me upstairs. Uh, but, uh, it, I mean, I get it. It leaves her alone with the kids for most of the day. And uh, with the podcast, that sucks me away uh, at nights. And then I'm always doing team building and unboxing videos and stuff like that. So it does take a good portion um, from me away from my family. So I did wish she would play, but I know she just has zero interest in this game. Um, my son plays with the figures uh, he's only four and a half, but maybe eventually. Every time I make the comment uh, that he is going to be the next um, Hero Clicks player of the family, she's always like, no. Um, <laughs> I was like, you can be a nerd and a jock. That's what I was. I'm one of those unicorns out there where I do all the sports and know everything about sports, but then I know a absurd amount of comic books and stuff like that. So us unicorns yep. are pretty good finds, I like to say. Um, yep. But hopefully one day I can get him into. And honestly, it's good for math, even though uh, I say that, but I couldn't do basic basic math the uh, the morning of that day. It was kind of funny. Um, but I, I think there are some tools to – I'm not going to say for, like, life out there for Heroclix, but it does help with math, help with problem solving. It's a social game. It's not just staring at a screen. So there are Ooh. big benefits of the game that I think a lot of people – um, don't realize. Uh, but yeah, that is going to be our podcast tonight. Noah and Forrest, thank you guys for uh, showing up tonight. And um, congratulations on the win last night. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Maybe once we, or once you get your case, maybe we could do some sort of Facebook Live or something like that unboxing and we can see what you guys pull. Or else maybe you can just give me a list of all the stuff and I can post it on the Facebook page. Alright, cool. Have you guys decided how you're going to split up the case? Are you each going to get a brick? Or are you going to just kind of open them all up and then do kind of like a draft style? Or just <laughs> both of you claim ownership of everything? Uh, we, we sh- you know, I, I buy most of the, the, the figs and we share it. You know, if something ever happens to me, it's, it's all going to go to him. But to uh, get first dibs on the case, we're going to play against each other, and the winner of that match gets the choose brick. Get the choose the brick. I can already see that will and that lawyer. Like my son Noah gets my hero clicks collect, and, and the lawyer's like, "What the hell is hero clicks?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> For as much as I spent on it, <laughs> exactly. And that's something. One of these days, I want that to be a conversation on our podcast is why don't – when you think I, – I know Heroclix is not like a lot of other games, but you would think that older figures in – think baseball cards, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic, all this stuff, the older cards retain value if not skyrocket up in price. And Heroclix doesn't at all. If anything, no. it depreciates so fast. What do you yep. mean? Legacy Thanos just shot way up in price. 
only because they decided to do legacy cards. Before, no, I know. Besides I, that, I mean, he was probably a five dollar figure. No, I get that. I just mean that there are there at least with the nice thing about legacy is it's giving some value to those older figures to help keep them relevant. At yes, least. and I I feel I think Magic does that too, where they bring back older cards and like like they put them back into circulation, but like. Figures that were high value figures back in the day are now just super, super low costing. When in a lot of other games, that's not the case because you know they don't make any more of those, and the people that um, had them maybe they just tossed them or they don't know where they are, so there's even less of them. Like I feel like Hero Clicks, the older things are not that they're absurd amounts of. Um, of money, but I feel like they should retain some sort of value. Yeah. And and maybe that silver age is now a thing in the ROC. Maybe that will start getting things back up again. I don't know. Cause like when the old, um, Cyclops and, um, Wolverine with the ID cards, once they retired, they dropped in price. I mean, you could easily get those things for five, 10 bucks now. But now that Silver Age is a thing, I've been seeing those things creep back up in value again. Yep. So yeah. it, it, it's still, so I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just because it's modern now and people don't care about old stuff. And I don't know. I wish I knew the answer for it. it the, the secondary market for clicks is weird. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, um, but that I know going through, I know going through my collection. You know, once legacy cards come out, I go through my stuff to see what I got. And there's days where I get sick as a dog, looking realizing what I had spent <laughs> yeah. on a lot of those figures at that time. Yes, and it's just like oh, like I and it's, it's hurt sometimes. Like I think personally of the Supernova Zombies, those things are probably some of the rarest clicks in hero clicks because they were only one per hundred boosters, which is one per 10 cases back then, which is just absurd to me that it was one chase per 10. I'm sorry. One chase (sighs) per five cases. That's absurd to me. And you could easily pick those up for like maybe 40 bucks a piece. When I think yeah. those have the lowest distribution of any hero click figure. Yeah. When we were playing those, those were selling for a huge amount of money. Yeah. And, and they weren't that even that good. <laughs> like, no, like I still love the Spider-Man with the zero range with energy explosion, but that's because he was a horror clicks also, but he was still like 150 bucks. Yeah. Heroclix has this I don't know what the right word is, but like it's the new hotness. Like once now that Disney Plus is coming out, no one's like if you look at prices for what was the last that came out? I can't even remember. Um Wow. War of the Realms. Like those yep. are those prices are just dropping now that the set yeah. is. Once the set first comes out, they're super high. They're probably two, three times what they should normally be, and then a new set is announced and figures are spoiled, and then those things drop. I don't know what figures um, from War of the Realms or even um, the Super Earths cost more than a booster anymore. Yeah. A, decent, a decent chunk of them still do. 
I'm going to look real quick on um, cool stuff. Plug for them. Lucky you guys. Um, besides chases and obviously Prime and stuff like that. But let's look at War of the Realms real quick. Let's look to Super Rares. So we got Crusader at $13, Daredevil at 11 Doctor Strange at 16 Gamora at 12 Hela at 14 Iron Allfather, 18 Malekith, 9 Thanos, 28 which he shouldn't be. Um, Thor, 11 um, The other Thor, 28 Valkyrie, 12 So there's two super rares in here that are over a booster in value. And I don't think Thanos should be anyways just because he's is garbage but it's because of who he is um same thing for thor he's good but he's nothing great so uh, i i think i think whiz kids is causing itself to have a perfect storm because you know if this continues with those prices people can just sit a little while yeah or even buy their stuff up front and then sell all of it right away which a lot of people do you know take half that money and just wait a a little while and go buy everything all over again at a fraction of what it would have cost before and make a profit. Yeah, you know, if they if they if they take away, you know, if this continues on like this, I know like Dagan was talking on our way home that he's thinking about you know there's places where you can buy complete sets. You might have to wait a little while, but it's a fraction of sometimes what some of the sets really cost when they first come out. Yeah. I mean, I'm even looking at Empire right now. Captain America, 18. Hulkling, 11. Infamous Spider- um, Iron Man, 16. Kitty Pride, 8. Marvel, 14. Mr. Fantastic, 7. Quee, 8. Super Scroll, uh, 10. Ultron, 22. Venom Iceman, 16. Venom Rogue, 30. I don't think she's worth that much. Uh, Wolverine, 20. I mean, it's it's sad that when you buy a booster and you pull a super rare... Like, you're not even getting your value anymore, it seems like, unless you're pulling a chase. And even then, from, like, yeah. um, Rise and Fall, I just bought a Speed Weasel for $24, and he's a chase. Yeah. And he was three sets ago. You know, and some people are going to value. I mean, is it worth the chance to gamble spending your money on buying a booster and you don't know what's in there, but you want that one particular fig. No, or, it's not. I'll tell, I'll tell you right no. now, it's not worth it. It's just, I'll buy it on the secondary market. Exactly. And even, so- and like, and cool stuff even ups it a little bit more than the secondary market. So like you could easily get a Captain America for like 15 off the secondary market rather than 18. So, and I yeah. don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, I wish I did, but it, it's like uh, our buddy, Ryan bought some um, <coughs> Rise and Fall. Rise and Fall. And he pulled a Mimic Prime. But what's Mimic Prime going for right now? 40? 50? He got his money back, but you would think when you would, you pull a Super Rare Prime, you would be pretty ecstatic about it. Exactly. But, like, I wasn't... Like, it's weird because I wasn't even happy for him. I was like, oh, cool. Like... <laughs> Not, oh, my God, what'd you pull? That, that's awesome. <laughs> it wasn't even that kind of reaction out of me. It was like, oh, cool. And nah, I, Mimic's going, Mimic Prime's going anywhere from, like, 60 to 100. Is so. he? I yeah. just, I'm just going to look him up real quick on cool stuff. Uh, what's the, He was from Rise and Fall. Um, and, uh, and maybe I'm using the wrong price guide from Rise and Fall here, but uh, 
do they even have him on here? Okay, he's going for $65 on here, but secondary market, probably 50 ish. Um, Not because because trolls time to sell them for eighty, and then eBay the prices. If you look at the like, they they fluctuate anywhere from sixty to a hundred. Don't even get me started on troll. They just they jack it up so much there. I don't know why. I'm just I'm just trying to give you the average. No, so. yeah, absolutely. But I don't think anyone secondary market's paying sixty five bucks for Mimic Prime. Um, but yeah, that's a whole. We went down a big rabbit hole there, but that's a whole conversation for another time. I just I wish I knew the answer to give. Hero clicks a better value than what we as a community are pricing them at right now because I feel they like- have to they have to spread out the value of the set like they have they 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 either have to bring up the lower rarities at least a bump enough where they're all pretty playable you know what I mean yeah and yeah. uh that that's probably what they have to do because you don't want to stomp down the higher rarity pieces too hard. Because otherwise, it's just then it's like why, and people won't like that, and, I, and, I, and, and people don't like what it is now because they're like, oh, it's basically pay to win because you have to, you the, the all the a lot of the good stuff is in the higher rarities, which is what they said, which is they shot themselves in the foot with that. But what they should have done, which was they they did a pretty good job with this. I felt like actually during the like Illuminati and Captain America and the Avengers days or that like year ish was the the power like creep itself or like leveling was pretty good was pretty spread out in in the set it's like you had good pieces in your common on common slot as well as your higher rarity pieces yeah the only problem with that stuff is those things are super easy to get like i i bought a case of um war of the realms and I, I bought a couple cases. I think I bought like two and a half bricks or something like that. And I, when I bought another brick, I basically just picked out all the super rares and I have an entire bricks worth of figures that I can't give away now. So I spent a hundred and ten hundred and twenty bucks on three super rares and a chase. If I pulled that, I don't remember when I pulled out of this one. But then the rest of the figures are just sitting in a box right now and I can't give them away. Plus, I mean, so if they if they bump up the the playability of the lower rarities then those will be easier to then do like make use of on the secondary market so yeah and that's the one thing i think disney plus did a pretty good job of is there's a lot of lower rarity stuff that's good yeah there is but um yeah i i and I, I wish the lower the older stuff had a value to it i really do but uh, all right, enough of that rabbit hole. Um, thanks again, Forrest and Noah, for joining us. Thanks, Dan, for joining uh, late. I know you had to work late, but thanks for hopping on. Uh, and like I said before at the beginning, if you want to become a patron, hit up our patron at patreon.com backslash clicksingit. Our sponsor, Glass Cabinet Hobbies, where if you use code clicksingit, you get 5% off your order. He should be doing case breaks in about a month or so. I'm guessing Disney Plus is going to drop, my guess is May 4th. Um, by a little insider information that I found out, which I will tell you guys about that announcement hopefully <laughs> later this week. And uh, yeah, check out or um, sign up for our ROC Win a Map coming up on May 14th in New Berlin, Wisconsin. So uh, that's going to be it. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.